Hello and welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm uh, Senior Editor Roman Loyola. I'm joined by uh, staff writers Jason Cross. Hi, Jason. Hello. And Michael Simon. Hi, Mike. Hello. And it's Friday, and it's the day after the iMac Pro release. So today we're going to talk about the iMac Pro. We're also going to talk about, what, what were we calling it? Uh, Shazapple? Yeah. <laughs> Apple Shazam. Uh, Apple buying Shazam. Apple buying yeah. Shazam. And then we're going to talk about our holiday wish list. So people who are watching, if you've got something that you want to see as a gift, you open up uh, as a present for the holidays, let us know. And we're going to talk about maybe some thoughts and predictions for next year, since this is the last podcast that we'll be doing for 2017. So we're going to be gone for a couple of weeks, and then we'll be back for 2018. Uh, I'm also joined by, I almost forgot. You always forget. <laughs> I always forget. Our producer, <laughs> so over here. our intrepid producer, Dan Masuoka. Hi, Dan. Hello, everyone. So Dan will be monitoring Facebook and Twitter uh, if anybody in the audience who's watching have, has any comments or questions, please let us know, and Dan will chime in with them. Uh, this is all about you guys letting us know what your thoughts are. So, But topic number one, iMac Pro came out yesterday. Apple released their top-of-the-line, most expensive, most powerful iMac. Mac, actually, just Mac in general. It's yeah. back. Yeah. It's back. So... Um, it's out now. Uh, I don't know. We're not, not, I'm not going to dive into like what's in it and everything like that. If you guys want an interest in that, you can look it up on the internet. We have an article on right. it. We, you know, Apple's website has the stats. But you were just in New York and got your hands on it. Uh, I, kind of. Yeah. So Apple had an <laughs> event or, or had a press briefing in New York uh, for members of the media, and I was invited. I got lucky enough to go. And so they gave us the rundown on the iMac. Uh, and then they gave us a, there was a showcase of about six developers. Yeah. Showing off the, uh, what they can do on the iMac Pro. Uh, and it was an interesting thing. I actually didn't get to use an iMac Pro. It was there. <laughs> it was being used. I didn't get to use it. Just look at it. So I got to touch the back of it during one demo Ooh. to see how warm it was. <laughs> but I didn't get to like run benchmarks on it. I didn't get to, you know, change the settings. I didn't get to like, there's a new, well, yeah, we'll, we'll get to, into it later. But there's a new thing with the T2 chip and this whole boot security thing that I didn't get to like, we didn't see a demo of that in working or anything like that. So it was pretty much a, you know, it was like a press conference briefing uh, thing like that in New York, where it was like apparently the coldest day of the year in New York. Yeah, it was cold. It's cold <laughs> yes. out here. Yes. But I, th- this, this morning's a little bit colder if you is it, any consolation. So it's probably now today is probably the coldest day in New York. But when I when I took my kid to school, my car said it was 15 degrees. So it's cold. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so um, the on the Mac, the iMac Pro, the Half the configurations are out, right? The the highest end, the 14 and 18 core versions are next year, right? Correct. Early next yeah, year. Correct. So, I, okay. I, I, when you do like a, a test of it, it says like the middle of January, like January 20th or yeah. something. It's it's not like pushed that far into the year. Right. Yeah. Okay. So to clarify that, there are four processor uh, options. There's a base model 
3.2 gigahertz, eight core Intel core Intel Xeon W processor. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty much the base configuration for for five thousand uh, dollars. That's available now. There's also a ten core version that's also available now. So those are available now. I think they'll they ship. I guess within the week or something like that. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. next week they, they should have arrived by the twenty seventh or something like that. Yeah, it's a little mm-hmm. little after Christmas. Yeah, right. So and the way it's set up on Apple's website is kind of odd to buy because um, if you want to get the one of the other two options, so there is a fourteen core option and an eighteen core option. You basically have to customize to order a ten core option. And you'll get then you'll on, on the website, and then you'll see the choices for the right. fourteen core yeah. and eighteen core, uh, and the price goes up significantly. So the uh, at the time, they it's funny at this press conference when I asked them how much those uh, upgrade processor upgrades were, they they kept like dodging and saying that well they're customized to order options and. They add to the price, but they wouldn't tell me specifically. Mm, okay. And they kept saying, like, as somebody who, you know, a user who is go- going to pick the 14 core, 18 core option is probably going to pick other options as well. Right. So <laughs> that's a non answer. Right. right. It was a total non answer. How much does it cost? Well, there are other things to buy. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Yeah. But, but how much does the processor cost? Well, people right. aren't just going to buy a processor upgrade when they're upgraded to an 18 core Mac. Right. So, um, so we should also mention there's a there's two configurations of the graphics. There's a right. Vega 56 with eight gigs of RAM and a Vega 64 with 16 gigs. Right. You probably want the big one. Um, in terms of money, that 10 core option is probably the sweet spot. It has the highest. Saying, yeah. Yeah, just you pay a lot more to go to 14 cores, and you lose a lot. You lose clock speed. You lose turbo clock right. speed considerably. So, you know, uh, it's not a linear increase in power, right? In in um, performance, and then there's RAM. This is you can't replace the RAM yourself. You have to take it into Apple and have them open up your machine and upgrade the RAM right. if you want to get a RAM upgrade. But I think the base model's 32 gigs, right? Yeah, which yep. is pretty good for you know pro yeah, level decent. machines yeah yeah that's yeah. that's a lot of ram i mean that's the five thousand dollar system and and you can get the 64 and 128 upgrades right away right yeah yes yes those are available yeah, the, so. for any core you can you can go up to 128 yeah yeah so just get the ram you need because what are you, you're not going to take your seven thousand eight thousand dollar <laughs> imac pro into the apple store and have somebody open it up right. just so you can yeah just get the ram you need right now yeah yeah, the the RAM is in slots. It's not soldered onto the motherboard like okay. they've done mm-hmm. other Macs. It's in slots. So if you could figure it out, if you're willing to take that chance on your, like, as Jason said, seven thousand dollar machine, yeah, right, and do it yourself, I think you have to probably even like go through the screen. So I think you do, you have, yeah, yeah. That's how it is on all the iMacs. Yeah. yeah. Does, so does iFixit do a teardown? They haven't yet, but they yeah. will, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah, because they haven't. They're available, but I don't think anybody, you know, except for the ones yeah. that Apple have issued out, no one's actually gotten theirs yet. So, so. what's the most expensive version? Like, what, if you were to fully soup it out, what does it come in at? Um, it's like 13, 13 and a half thousand. 
we we did it yesterday. It's the mm-hmm. it's the 18 core with the four four terabyte <laughs> SSD, 16 gigabyte uh, 16 uh, gigabyte graphics card, and the trackpad. Trackpad and the mouse, or just the trackpad? Oh, I guess if you want both, I I just did it with the fifty dollar upgrade for the trackpad. But yeah, you can add another hundred dollars to that. I mean, what's a hundred dollars when you're spending thirteen? Sure. Grand? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just did it, except for the I didn't do a VESA mount. Uh, so th- that's one okay, thing. There's that too. Yeah, that's another. Visa, it's, it's cool that the VESA the VESA's in uh, space yeah. gray. That's that's nice. I, I'm, so, I'm pretty sure there are cars cheaper than that. Yeah. So like, yeah. Sure. Yeah. According yeah. to this, it's thirteen thousand three hundred forty-eight dollars. Yeah. It's a, that, that's a that's a big machine. But I was talking to um, uh, Brad Charcos and of PC World, who's into graphics and PCs, and you know he was saying that yeah, that's a lot of money, but it's not. There's not a huge Apple tax here. You know, you're getting a five K mm-hmm. screen. You're getting a real top of the line processor, a graphics card that's not even available for consumers. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's it's a it's a lot of money, sure, but it's also a lot of performance. And if you're the kind of person who's gonna buy it, you're you're getting a decent value for your thirteen thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. You can't it's really hard to price out a um a PC with the workstation grade stuff. That equals that, you know, if you yeah. go down to the consumer, if you're using consumer DDR4 and not error correction DDR4, if you're using consumer Core i7s and not the Xeons and stuff like that, you can beat the price. But if you use the workstation stuff that they're using, it's really not more expensive. Yeah. You're, you're almost getting the monitor for free. Like it's, right. Right, know, right. it's and that's and it's no slouch. It's a yeah. 5K monitor, DCI P3 color gamut. They. Uh, Apple's sort of color accuracy and and contrast and everything are really good. It's not HDR, which I think is a bummer. Yeah, you know, they're they just added HDR to Final Cut and all that stuff, so they're yeah. you know it's kind of that kind of stinks, but yeah, it's and there's plenty of I/O. There's a lot of mm-hmm. USB ports of various kinds and stuff yeah. in the back. So the Apple said that if you were to spec out, they didn't state who the PC. Uh, vendor was but if you were to spec out the a same machine with a pc vendor you would actually save a couple hundred dollars with the apple machine uh, mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. wouldn't tell us which pc vendors they were comparing that right. with and it's using uh vega right which is yeah. overpriced at the moment anyways so yeah, yeah right right you can't yeah. even really find those in the stores yeah right right what, what if you went you know for an nvidia card it might be cheaper that way um Vincent is asking you, if you can open and replace the hard disk yourself. Are so, they all solid states? Well, it, it remains to be seen. I think on the iMac, you can. That's the only thing that you can get to. I think I remember reading that. So, I mean, we'll, we'll, once I fix it, because we're not doing it, once I fix it, breaks it down and tears it apart, we'll, we'll find out. Yeah, well, Apple but, said with, with the iMac Pro that this is, um, this is not a drive. So this is a, these are flash... Mm. storage modules so this isn't a drive Uh, they totally re-injured the insides so they can accommodate the fans and the cool and the heat sink and stuff uh okay so yeah you can't you can't upgrade anything the storage device so Mm -hmm. yeah it's not an m.2 stick like you would find on a pc it's it's stuck on on the motherboard it's on the motherboard yeah Mm -hmm. so and you can't upgrade the processor you can't upgrade the graphics after the point. Okay. I mean, those the processor and the up, upgrading the processor and the graphics after the fact is kind of an iffy situation, anyways, and an all-in-one mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there are cooling considerations. 
So you would you would have to have parts that were specifically designed for that particular iMac and yeah. you know certified to be to meet yeah. the cooling standards and things like that. So, Most all-in-ones don't allow you to do all that stuff. Yeah. For, anyway, yeah. you know, you're, you're lucky to upgrade the RAM in an all-in-one and right. stuff. It's just that it's, as a pro machine, pros expect to have these things for like eight years or right. something yeah. and, and to upgrade as their needs go. So, you know, I guess the buying advice is buy it as if you're buying a ridiculously powerful laptop or something. You're never mm-hmm. going to be able to like <laughs> to right. buy what you're going to need and just... Right. You get it? Yeah, so... In engineering the internals, they made because they wanted to create this uh, new cooling system, which they say cools this particular iMac. It makes it eighty percent cooler than the standard iMac, which seems kind of odd to me to compare because it's different processors and everything. Right. Like the internals are totally yeah. different. So, uh, but in engineering that, they made the decision that. We're not. You can't have user accessible RAM. Mm, okay. So, yeah, I think if you look at the back of the iMac Pro, where the RAM slot would be or is on a standard iMac, twenty-seven inch iMac, there are air vents. Mm, I get it. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of that, it's quiet too, right? You didn't notice any. I've yeah. heard it's you know pretty whisper quiet. You don't really hear anything. It's which is a big a big bonus for such high end hardware. Yeah, through all the demos that I saw, so I saw two VR demos. One of uh, an application called oh, no, I can't remember the name of it. It was it's a, a Gravity Sketch. One of Gravity Sketch, which is pretty impressive. Right. It's a VR. Yeah. I believe it was on the PC. Now it's on the iMac Pro or iMac, or now it's on the Mac. Uh, it's mm-hmm. And that was pretty impressive. And uh, there's a new app, new, I think it's a game from Servius mm-hmm. called Electronauts, which was really impressive. And this is a music yeah. creation. Sort of a music creation game, yeah. Yeah, it was really impressive. And uh, you're basically these virtual reality, you're basically like a DJ and you have this console in front of you and you use the you know, controls to tap and create songs and there was i didn't notice any like severe stuttering if i saw any stuttering not sure i don't think i did but the one thing i did notice was you know like and in other demos there were like 3d applications and rendering apps and things like that i didn't notice any fan noise at all and i tried to make sure that during these demos i was sitting as close to the imac pro as possible Mm -hmm. which i think got kind of annoying with the other medias of the (laughs) members of the media because i would rush over there and plant myself and they'd be like i wanted to sit there kind of look but um yeah i didn't notice any fan noise at all there was a xcode demo that they showed us uh xcode is a uh developer app for creating software um and he had i want to say two uh virtualization engines two uh running in the background along with like three ui tests and him mm-hmm. doing whatever and i didn't notice any fan that's when he, we got to touch the back of the imac pro <laughs> yeah and it was warm but my my macbook pro has gotten warmer than what i noticed from yeah. that Huh. My my Mac gets my, my MacBook gets warm when I run Safari. <laughs> so, so so two questions. Uh, first off, Vincent on Facebook is asking what's the entry price in U.S. dollars, 
And then on Twitter, producer is asking you to talk about Mac Pro rumors. And for me, you know, I'm on the same boat as, you know, I don't really care, I think, about the iMac as, yeah. you know, a video content creator because, yeah. you know, I want upgradability, I want slots. So what have you guys heard about the Mac Pro? The price is easy. That's 5000 And that gets you 8-core, 32 gigs, Vega 56, and I want to say a 1-terabyte yeah. SSD? Yeah. Or is that half a terabyte? It's 1-terabyte, yeah. So that's the starting price. Yeah. Yeah. And iMac Pro, they, just by way of intro, I mean, iMac, Mac Pro, back in April, Apple did a very unusual thing in actually talking about future products and just said, look, we know the trash can Mac <laughs> Pro hasn't been updated. We kind of backed ourselves into a corner with this design where it's very hard to update it. It's not modular like you guys want and stuff. So we rethought everything. There's a new one coming, but not soon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be modular and it's going to be everything yeah. you guys want and we don't know anything else i really think 2018 is going to be the year the mac pro the whatever the new mac pro is is released but we we have no hint about like is it going to be a big rectangular brick like the old one right. is it you know what's it going to be just that right. it's modular and they've rethought everything and it's going to have a lot of io because they know we mm -hmm. want that yeah uh, and I think they also said there will be a new series of Mac Pro monitors released. They did. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Which is they basically going to be, you know, at the very least, taking the IMAX display and putting it in a standalone right, monitor. Right. Hopefully they actually add HDR on top of that because, you know, uh, pro users working with video are going to really want to start doing that. Yeah. During yeah, the, it, uh, it would. Go ahead, Mike. Sorry. It would be really surprising if we went another year without any kind of a new Mac Pro. They didn't say 2018 when they had that um, little press conference or a little press event, but they they didn't not say 2018 either. I, I, I would I would be shocked if they went. So now it would be April to next to to January 2019 without coming out with anything. That would be shocking. So yeah, I agree with Jason. I think 2018. I think maybe December of 2018, but uh, I would I would I would put money on next calendar year. And they haven't said again. They they say nothing. It's Apple, but I would be shocked if it wasn't workstation parts. If it wasn't Xeon processor. If it wasn't ECC RAM stuff like that, which is going to drive up the price. Mm -hmm. That kind of bums me out because I'd love Apple to make a high performance desktop. That was, you know, the consumer parts. Give me the high like, end. Like it used right. to be, yeah. Yeah, give me the KB Lake or whatever. It could be next yeah. year, Core i7, stuff like that. Um, but Mac Pros yeah. have always used Xeons, I think. It's, yeah, going so. back a really long way. Like, I don't, yeah, yeah so. Well, yeah, the, the Power Mac G4 was, that was the last one of the G5, I guess. Sure. Was the but, so, yeah, before they went Intel, yeah. That was, right, yeah. yeah. And uh, there's always the, this, suspicion along people the question of like well maybe they'll offer amd or just use only offer amd maybe it'll be a choice and maybe the only thing because now amd actually has good many core parts they have those thread ripper parts they have mm -hmm. ryzen's yeah. really great for workstation stuff and um and the pricing is really awesome on it the, the thermals are really good on it so you know maybe whatever the successor to ryzen is the Zen Plus cores, the Ryzen 2 things coming out sort of next year, maybe that's going to be an option. That would be really, I think it would be really awesome if you kind of got to pick 
one of yeah. those things. Yeah. You know? I'd I'd buy like a twelve hundred dollar desktop Mac. Absolutely. Yeah. So they're not going to do it. There's no way. <laughs> no, not for twelve hundred dollars desktop Mac. No, this, this well, I mean, this iMac definitely for me draws a really hard line in the sand between consumer and developer. Yeah. Because or consumer and professional. I mean the. The iMac below this is like half the price, right? I mean, they're, they're really saying this is something yeah. that consumers aren't going. They might want yeah. one, but they're not going to buy one. If you max out a 27-inch iMac, it it just barely crosses the, the cheapest line for the Mac iMac Pro. So, yeah, it's they're, they're very clearly saying this is the one. Yeah. I wish... I wish they made. I love the space gray. It looks so good. Oh, yeah. I really wish they made the regular IMAX space gray. I think, I think we'll see that next year with the with the refresh. It'll They'll have like a special gray. edition twenty seven inch. Yeah, know, make you pay so. an extra for it. Something. Sure. And Gandar on uh, Twitter is asking if it's uh, any good to upgrade to the MacBook Pro. So I guess that might be just a question of like you know is it you know yeah. good time at this point. So there's a. It's funny because uh, Gordon Ma Ung, who's an editor at PC World here, he's our laptop guy. Uh, it's I think almost like practically every other day he likes to walk by my desk and say, "So where's the those new MacBook Pros, Roman?" Because he's been doing a bunch of testing on some new PC laptops that have a new KB Lake processor that was released. Oh shoot, I can't remember when it was released. It was released. Not too long ago, right? I think product shipped in November or something. Yeah. Or October. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, they're really, really impressive. The performance out mm -hmm. of these laptops are really impressive. The problem is that with the Mac, current MacBooks, they're using a previous generation processor. Yeah. They're not using this latest processor. So Gordon likes to like stick it in my eye and say, because <laughs> this is going to be, <clears throat> excuse me. It's going to be a while. This is going to be a really nice MacBook Pro when it comes out. When it comes out. Because, right. so he's asked, he keeps asking me, and I keep saying, you know, they just released it in June. Apple's not, they, they don't typically make their product cycles super short like this. I think they did an iMac that was updated like seven months later, once, that, and that was maybe five or six years ago. They've they've oh. updated the the MacBooks like they've done these little quiet small spec yeah. changes. Yeah, they've done but that. I think, I'm not sure if you consider this a small spec change. It's right. It's the same platform. It's practically an in place processor upgrade. Yeah, but it is going from two cores, four threads to four cores, eight threads right. in the same thermal envelope and stuff. And that's why the pro users want it and stuff. But I kind of feel like they might wait until the next year's MacBooks to do it. Yeah, which would be a shame. Which means you're you're waiting till the summer. So yeah. if you can wait till the summer, wait because you're going to get double the cores almost certainly. And then that's when the uh, PCs will be getting their their the next their next chip. chip. <laughs> I'm thinking. Uh, I'm a little more optimistic. No, yeah, I'm thinking I February. Think so. I think it's going to be the fall before the next gen PC chips come out. So a few months. Yeah, I'm a little more yeah. optimistic. I'm thinking that they're going to upgrade the the MacBooks and. In February, and this is based on nothing. I'm just yeah. guessing. I'm <laughs> totally throwing darts. I have no information. They yeah. haven't told me anything, so it's. I'm guessing February. You know, that's a good six months or a good eight months after they updated it. And mm -hmm. Apple typically does a product refresh of something in February, whether it's. It used to be iMacs, but uh, and it could be iMacs again. But yeah. I could see them doing it. Uh, 
a MacBook Pro, maybe even MacBook, all the laptops except for the Air. I think the Air is stuck in the sub The Air is stuck in limbo. Yeah. yeah. They're trying to find a way to get rid of it, I think. So, and then I think in WWDC in June is when they will they'll do a sneak preview of the Mac Pro. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, look what we're working on. Kind of like what they yeah. did with the iMac Pro. Yeah, and the, Mac, and the Mac Pro, the, the 2013 yeah. Mac Pro, they did that also. Yeah. And yeah. then they'll release it in December of next year, the yeah. Mac Pro. So, yeah. And Apple Apple has said, or Phil Schill, I believe, in that uh, little junket that uh, Jason was talking about, uh, Phil Schiller said that the Mac Pro will be modular. So, it, mm-hmm. you know. They, yep. It will be, you're supposed to be able to put cards and upgrade cards and stuff like that, and RAM and hard drives and everything else in it. So, yep. so I guess it will be some sort of tower configuration, although you never know with Apple. Maybe they're so enamored with, you know, circles now. <laughs> An octagon. <laughs> It'll be a platter or something like that. I don't know. But. And on Facebook, Enlighten is at saying, wow, if they could only put a new chip for security in the MacBook Pro. And then Vincent uh, on on Facebook is saying, it seems to me that Apple's making their products less and less upgradable year after year and more closed, like no USB ports. Do you see this as a future trend? Um, let's take the last one first, yeah. because the, the the other one, we'll start getting into There's that. Segue, yeah. The... Um, is it a trend? It's a trend throughout the industry. Yeah, I mean, it's not just Apple. Uh, yeah, look at the Surface and all that stuff. I mean, it's it's getting le- in order to make things fit tighter and have more flat, even surfaces to have more cooling work better, but to have things be smaller and thinner and lighter and more battery and all that stuff. It's it's harder to have things that are open enough with slots and everything for you to pull them out and put them in. So the whole industry is going toward less user upgradable. Yeah. And I don't know that I would say Apple's going into less USB ports. The the MacBook, the regular MacBook, not Pro, not Air MacBook, has a dearth of USB ports. But the MacBook Pro has two and a side and stuff. I mean, it's yeah. it's got they're all USB C, but they're they're mm-hmm. there's enough of them, you know. So that's not I, I wouldn't necessarily say that that's an issue. And they have a lot of ports on iMacs and a lot of ports on the iMac Pro. So the ports aren't an issue, but yeah, the, the whole trend for the whole industry is less user upgradable. And I think that just comes from the number of people who do it is pretty small. Like, yeah. I mean, even in Windows land where people buy a machine that you could slap in a new graphics card, you could slap in a new, like the percentage of people who actually end up doing it as opposed to replacing the machine is small enough that you have to weigh that versus the benefit for everyone mm-hmm. of making something quieter, smaller, right. you know, lower power, whatever the, the trade-offs are. There's a lot of engineering trade-offs. And I think Apple's always leaning toward that side. Yeah, our perception is a little different because people who are watching us, people who read Backworld, the editors here, you know, yeah. we want these kind of things. We want to be able to upgrade and things like that. But yeah, we're know, the kind of people who do that, but we're right. that we're that one percent. <laughs> exactly. You know, we're within our community, so it feels like it's a big. You know, our demands are bigger than what they really are. You know, we're actually there's a whole huge consumer base that doesn't care about that stuff, and right. that's where Apple's making their money. That's what that's they're buying most of the product. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So 
now the security thing is an interesting issue. So the iMac Pro includes this new chip called the T2. So there was a T1 chip in the MacBook Pro. Right. The MacBook was... Pro with Touch Bar. Yep. Right. It's, with it's, the it Touch runs Bar. The touch Bar, and it's the secure enclave for Touch ID. Right. So it does have better security, but just for that. Yeah. Right. And now they're expanding. Yeah. So the T2 uh, includes, it has a secure enclave. Uh, so there's this new boot process, to a new secure boot process for the iMac Pro. There's, it also is the uh, storage controller. So if you want to do encryption through File Vault, that is now controlled by the T2. It is not handled by the processor at all. The T2 also handles other stuff like the FaceTime camera and some other things. So basically what Apple's doing is taking these little controllers that are on the motherboard and placing them in this one chip. So the T2 is being introduced in the iMac Pro. It's probably going to be in the next generation iMac. It's probably going to be in every Mac. Going forward. It's going forward. Yeah. It might be mm-hmm. by, this, by that time, it might be a T3, T4, mm-hmm. who knows. Mm-hmm. And it, it probably might even control more things than, than what it's controlling now. So, yeah, Apple's definitely taking this security issue seriously. And they've decided that, you know, one way to do it is through this chip, through hardware. So. Yeah, with with the iMac Pro, you can actually sort of secure. You can secure boot before the operating system even loads. You can yeah. have have it do a password just to even load the OS. So nobody can hook up an external hard drive or right. or disk or something to your Mac and boot it if you set that security and stuff. So they're that's that's a kind of place they're trying to get to is where they can put all they can have Mac security be sort of as tight as iPhone and iPad security. Yeah. Although I guess Yvonne is asking a, qu- a quick question since we're still talking mm-hmm. about security. Uh, yeah. Do you think Apple is overreaching with their security claims given recent events with the faulty allowances <laughs> for science and root? Uh, do you guys have any opinions of that? Yeah, I mean, they hardware-wise, they're doing a great job. They, yeah, right. they had a really <laughs> rough week with software in this last thing, so they really need to they need to uh, improve their sort of QA process around software um, when it comes to not just security, but other issues as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, having said that, I, I can't think of, when we think of like iOS um, as opposed to macOS, I, they haven't had a serious security issue ever. Right. Right. It's been a, over a decade, and compare that to any any other like Windows Mobile, BlackBerry, and, uh, of course Android. Like it's they're way ahead of the game in terms of like there, there's there's obviously been issues, but usually those issues get released after they're fixed. Um, there's never been a, a serious fault in the wild that people have had to really truly worry about. Okay. Um, yeah, and that's kind of impressive. So. It, it brings me hope that they're taking sort of what I think are probably a series chips that are repurposed and stuff for these T2 chips and kind of moving security into their own hardware <laughs> locked away their own way where they don't have access to the keys and stuff, just like on iOS mm-hmm. and they can do that. Uh, the other nice thing about that is there's a privacy issue uh, at stake here where um, it's, it's good from a privacy standpoint that 
Apple is has no access to your encryption. The stuff that right. you encrypt, your encryption keys and, and stuff, both for encrypting the drive, encrypting your phones, all that stuff, are locked away in such a way that Apple cannot access them, even if they have access to the hardware, and have have no information. Like there's no, if somebody asked them to encrypt your, your iPhone, they're like, well, we can't. It's not possible. Even if we wanted to, we can't do it. And it's moving the Mac into that territory. If all of the encryption, if the file encryption on the drive and all that stuff is handled by these T2 chips, if all your keys are stored in that secure enclave, Apple can't unencrypt that stuff. Nobody can but you. And that's probably a good place to be getting to in terms of just privacy. Yep. If you're worried about things like government overreach and stuff like that, then you know that's where you want it to be. You want it to be where like, well, tough, nobody can get it but you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Apple didn't demonstrate the new secure boot for us, but mm-hmm. when we get an iMac Pro in, we'll take a look at that. We'll do a full review of it when we get it in. Hopefully mm-hmm. sooner than later. We don't have any <laughs> um, projections as to when we'll get one in, but we hope to get one in soon. So uh, for more information about the iMac Pro, check out Apple's website. Check out our website. Uh, we have a couple articles about the iMac Pro uh, I wrote up an article from the event the other day of the release. Jason Snell wrote up uh, in his More Color column uh, some reasons why you might or might not want to buy an iMac Pro. So take a look at those. I'll put those in the show notes, but they're also on our website. So Yeah. In other Apple news, Apple acquired Shazam. So Shazam, for people who don't know, who've been living in a cabin in the woods for the past few years... <laughs> Is the uh, song recognition app? So you that's was it one of the first apps that came out for the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was available, yeah, when the App Store launched. Yeah, and there was a bunch of there was a bunch of them with it, but that was one of those ones that people said, "Wow, this is so cool! Check it out!" Yeah, so and basically, anywhere else, so. yeah, so basically, it's an app where you launch the app. If a song is playing, it can hear the song and it it can identify the song. So it's a pretty yep. cool app. And it can, and they've evolved it to where, you know, it'll automatically make a playlist of the things you've listened. It can save mm-hmm. it to Spotify. You yeah. can, you can just look at go, go. Oh, what's that song I saw? I heard in the store that I shazammed and go look and then buy it on Apple Music yeah. and stuff. They've had a lot of good integration with this for a long time. Yeah. It's integrated with Siri, so like you, if the song's playing in a store and you can just say, "Hey Siri, what's this song?" Right. and it'll listen. Oh, my, my phone just <laughs> did it. My phone just did it, um, and it uh, and it'll listen and give you what the song is, and it's using Shazam, Shazam, ugh, Shazam for that. Right. So, Mike, you had some thoughts on why this is important for Apple. You wrote, actually wrote an article about it. Could you uh, dive in a little bit about your thoughts on this? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, Shazam. What people know of Shazam, as we're talking about, it's just a, it's a song identifying software. It's probably the best one out there, and there's a couple of applications with that. For one, if uh, people who have used the Pixel phone, one of the, the one of the Pixel Two phones, there's a cool feature on that um, where it's always listening for music. So, if you're in a store, as Jason said, you don't have to say, "Okay, Google, what's this song?" It just it hears it and it it displays a little thing in the bottom of your lock screen, and you know the library of it of what it can hear and what, what it can understand is 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 much smaller than Shazam. So if Apple were to use this purchase to, to in future iPhones, I mean that that that's a cool feature. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, it does it all offline. So it does it all not, offline. It's not and sending it's, anything over the right, internet. It's not good. It right, it's not going like, to Google server. What is it? Twenty thousand songs, I think. Something like, like that. Seventeen or twenty thousand. Yeah. Some number. So and that would be is, is way way bigger yeah. than than that. Sure. But yeah, that would that. It's would a matter of what they want to store on your phone. I think. Yeah. yeah. And um, something I realized this week, I was researching um, free Mac apps. The Shazam app on the Mac does that. It's always on. Mm-hmm. It's always listening. And if you're playing a song, I, I, I just never use it on the Mac. It's so that's something they could build into future Mac OS versions as well. But I'm more interested in Shazam's visual capabilities. You, it's not nearly as as prevalent as its as its listening, you know, uh, listening capabilities. But you can use Shazam. On there's there's TV commercials, there's um you know movie posters and things you can hold up your phone and it'll play a trailer, and there's even some some AR things that I was getting into recently that it announced earlier this year, and I think that's probably more of what Apple is interested in, is the uh, using Shazam or Shazam type technology to kind of really boost and elevate its its AR apps and to use it with Siri, use it with the camera, use it with the uh, uh, iPhone X and the um you know. The, uh, uh, the the true dev camera and to just kind of kind of build on these things and really take AR to a level that we haven't really seen yet on um, Android phones. So do you think that Shazam is going to continue to be available on all the, it's on a lot of platforms right now. Is that going to short term? It's going to continue. They didn't just like yank it immediately, <laughs> but is it going to in a year? Are, are you still going to be able to get Shazam for Android phones and stuff? Yeah, I'd, I'd be shocked if they pulled it completely. I think they'll keep a stripped down, simple song ID version of it on the Play Store mm-hmm. and all the cool new stuff that they integrate into their products. Obviously, that'll be exclusive. But yeah. yeah, I mean, Shazam is too, it's too much of a, of a kind of a household name at this point to mm-hmm. be exclusive, to just to, to rip it away and to be exclusively Apple. Plus yeah. they probably have, I mean, they, they work with Spotify. So there's all sorts of licenses and contracts in place here. So I don't know how easy it would be just to yank it anyway. Right. Yeah. Do they let the contracts expire and then things they do. To fade right. away yeah. or something after the contracts and we don't know how long they go any of that kind of stuff. So yeah. And and they have all kinds of contracts and licensing with music labels because they it, it is Shazam is supposed to be a way of promoting music like what's hot for you in your area and all this other kind. They have all this stuff within the app that I'm sure they've got deals with all these music labels mm-hmm. that they have to honor for who knows how long the deal well, is. Yeah, stuff, next number so. of years. Yeah. I do think on on those lines that Apple will absolutely use it as a vessel to promote Apple Music on other platforms yeah. much more than it is now. So mm-hmm. yeah, no question for that. And maybe even exclusive, you know, you can exclusively buy or visit it here rather than showing Spotify and all the different listings that they have. That could happen. Mm-hmm. But I'd be I'd be shocked if they just yanked it, the, the ability to uh, use that on other phones. That just that 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 wouldn't be cool. Yeah, I could see Apple doing a thing where several engineers from Shazam end up joining the AR team at Apple. Yeah. And then they keep a separate product team for, for Android and things like that. Sure. Yeah. And they maintain it, but so they can use the core technology of what, you know, they, they want the core technology of Shazam. That's yeah, basically right. what they want you know, they don't, I'm sure the whole, user front end that we see that we use is important to them but what they want is the core technology so yeah and the licensing i mean it's not like google has i mean google it's not like apple has any problem 
working out licensing deals with music with the music industry right, right? like <laughs> so it's not like they couldn't replicate any of that stuff i think yeah like you said they're after the ip they're probably after some patents mm-hmm. uh, and they're after the the engineers there's probably some some engineers that are doing some of the stuff they find really valuable for their own ai machine learning yeah. efforts and it could be part of it could be just the uh, the brand recognition of shazam as well you know yeah, they, they, sure. it's a it's a big brand it's to me it's an interesting acquisition because apple makes acquisitions acquisitions all the time we never hear yeah. about them because they're apple, very quiet about it yeah, yeah apple's yeah. not that they don't they don't like to announce that they're making acquisitions uh, and often what they do is if there's a technology that's really popular like say shazam yeah. they'll mm-hmm. acquire a competitor that does a similar thing. Yes, they do that a lot. They do that a lot. But this time they went and got Shazam. And there's a main reason for it. And it's probably because there aren't competitors that are doing uh, technology as well as as they are. Yeah. Yeah. And the price, we don't know what they paid for it, but the the rumor is the estimates are 400 million. That's, this is, that makes it one of their bigger uh, acquisitions. The last time they spent almost this kind of money was, I think, Three uh, years Prime, ago or so, what's that? Prime Sense was around. Prime maybe. Sense, which yeah. was like three three hundred million yeah. or something like that, and that was about three years ago. Those are the guys who did this sort of laser grid tracking stuff for the um, for Microsoft for Connect for the first right. gen Connect and everything, and that sort of ended up combining with a bunch of other technologies and turning into and the true depth can, sensor absolutely. and Face ID. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, this is that same sort of ballpark for them. Um, Siri was another big acquisition they didn't invent mm-hmm. siri siri was right, an right. app <laughs> yep. it was a really cool app and they bought yep. it and they shut down the app because um like you know there was very quickly and then integrated it into the os yep and didn't several former siri engineers went and form another company that was basically yep. continuing yep. their work that they did on siri yeah yep yeah, absolutely. In fact, so. some of them I think are uh, the guys making Bixby for Samsung. Right. I think. Right. right. So, no um. comment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also this week, Apple, um, it wasn't a purchase, but they invested sort of. They they have this um, manufacturing fund where they kind of allocate um, money to various companies, and they. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the company was called Finisar. It's a it's a it's a laser company, which would which is you know used for the Face ID cameras and the um, the proximity sensors and things like that. Mm-hmm. And they just so th- they're definitely moving forward in a very specific, very calculated direction. Right. With this was AR a, and VR and this type yeah, of stuff. This was one of those deals they do where it's not an acquisition. It's like right. they're investing in a company. They're buying some piece of it, but they're mostly throwing money at them to ramp up production and build you know, the, a new thing smaller or whatever it is, you know, <laughs> they, they do that a lot too. And we never hear about it. It's, it's fascinating. There's a Wikipedia page. Maybe we can find it and put it in the show notes that shows the tracks kind of right. Apple's acquisitions. And it's just, it's, it's mind boggling how many <laughs> yeah. there are. There's all these little $10 million here and $20 million there things where they're just, they're buying up all kinds of different software companies and app companies and uh, stuff like that all the time that we don't hear yeah. about. Yeah, uh, enough so much that they have like a pat spokesperson answer that says, you know, Apple time to time buys companies and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> so like, like, they just like, like, like email that out all the time whenever people ask. Yep. 10 million for Apple is like pennies. It's like if you right. stop at, at a gumball machine and bought a gum, 
you wouldn't you know put that in your they, 400 billion is pennies are you kidding <laughs> yeah they make yeah they make they make 10 million in less time than it takes yeah. them to like email yeah. the company and go i like to you think, wanna, hey you want to be acquired by us yeah. oh we already made the money to do it. i like to think that tim cook walks into a room and then he just pulls out and out of his pocket and a money clip, like a huge stack of cash. And he says, okay, how much do you cost? And he just slaps it down on the table. That's how they bought Shazam. He just wanted to know what a song was. <laughs> <laughs> he just, oh, what? Four, oh, 400 buy this company. Okay. <laughs> bought him by accident. Yeah, so I'll put that link of the list. There's a, yeah, there's a list on Wikipedia. It's pretty, it's pretty funny. It's, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. They have a list of 92 acquisitions that, you know, I think that people know about. Yeah, there's more. There's more than that because '92 and this list goes back to 1988. So it seems like this list could at least probably triple. But -hmm. these are the ones that we know about or that anybody's heard about. So uh, I'll put that list in the show notes, uh, and I'll link to uh, Mike's article about why uh, Apple and Shazam, that why that acquisition is important to the company. Uh, if readers have comments or questions, please let us know on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, yeah. But I'd like to move on to our next topic, and like, especially would like uh, the viewers and listeners to contribute on this particular subject because I want to talk about what we want for the holidays. So it's that time of year, it's the gift giving time of year. I brought this up as at, at, at the last minute, so. Uh, so, so is this like if you are what you want? It's just a wish. Is this is yeah. is this actually you hoping your wife will will see this and be like, okay, I, <laughs> this is my I'm way not, of telling I, yeah. my wife that I want a new Tesla. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, so it could be that you know maybe you're more altruistic and uh, bigger picture thinking than that. Maybe you want world peace Nonsense. and you truly want world peace. That's fine. But I was thinking more of like, what tech thing would you like? It could even be like, I want Apple to buy this company, you know? Yeah. So, what's on your wish? What's on your list for Santa? Huh? Right. What's on your wish for for Santa? So Dan, do you? Have, I'm going to pick on you first. So after I've had zero time to think about it. <laughs> yeah, that's the best way. So, or I I should go first. I'll go first. Do you, want, a, do you want your iPhone five uh, S to be fixed? <laughs> Start working again. So, I'll go first. And what I want is actually pretty simple. I have something really simple that I want. I want a, a really good car mount. So the car mount mm. that I have for my phone works with the air vents. Yeah. And it it can never get a good grip on the air vent, or it will, and then it eventually it loosens up, like it will, and then right. it over falls time. off when I go yeah. over a speed bump or I'm trying to merge lanes or something, yeah. and then. Are your vents vertical or horizontal? They're vertical. Yeah. I have one that I like. I should, I should, you should uh, look okay. at it. Yeah. So this is the other reason why is I want to bring this up. Is so if people have suggestions as to <laughs> like, you know, because what I, my car does have a CD player. So I was thinking maybe I should just get one that mounts in the CD player. So I, a CD player that I never use. So that maybe I should just get one with the slot, you know, that goes into the slot. So your so, car doesn't have uh, CarPlay, or you just want to use more apps than than that uh, affords. It does not have CarPlay. Okay. So I'm cheap. So <laughs> all right. So, but so, that's what I want. I want a car mount for my iPhone. So, so. Nominal uh, on Twitter says they would like to get an Apple Watch. Mm. Um, yep. For me, since you guys, it's gonna be a hot item this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think so too. 
since you've brought with up with or without LTE. Uh, they didn't say, but if you're if it's just a gift, you might as well get right. LTE. You might as well get. You might as well, right? <laughs> yeah, you don't have to activate it. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to activate it and pay that also money true. if you don't want yeah. to. Right. So yeah. So Santa's rich, man. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. You brought up car the car play, and I really wish my car, which is a Toyota, had car play because oh, all yeah. it has or, is is Toyota's, you know, system, and it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, there is no way to get Android Auto so or, sad. or CarPlay on a Toyota. They are, I mean, outside of, like, ripping out the whole head unit and putting in a new one. Put like, there's... Party. Toyota is firmly against anything other than their own thing. Because I've, I've got a Prius as well, and it's just terrible. Their it's thing so is sad. terrible. It never updates. I mean... It's just it's janky. <laughs> Um, yeah. Enlighten Up is saying try phone mounts from Archon mounts. A R K O N. And Blue Gray is saying Apple currency. Um, so 200 <laughs> Apple bytes. Uh, and uh, like a Bitcoin type thing? <laughs> I, Apple bytes with Tim Cook, a thousand jobs. And Mac coins only, or iCoins. I I <laughs> um, and then he, he, since you mentioned uh, that my old 5S, which has been out of commission. Um, there's a, I have a weird bug where I guess I never logged in originally into Waze. So it was only existed on that phone and it was tied to that phone. And I got all these points, you know, which is it's dumb because the points are meaningless. <laughs> but right. now I can't bring them to my new phone because it, it just doesn't, it, it doesn't realize that's linked to an account. And I try to oh, say my weird. phone number and it tries to, but it always crashes. And yeah, that happens to me too, Jim. And I think the, I'm out of the luck. The phone number thing doesn't work. Yeah. So I think I got to start over, and that's kind of that's a little bit sad. But um, the points are meaningless, so who cares? Yeah. What do they really mean? What do they do? No, I, they, I'm, they actually unlock little know. avatars. That's all like little. Isn't that what people said about Bitcoin? Mm. <laughs> and and uh, drawer on Facebook is saying maybe Apple should buy Toyota. So there will be CarPlay into Toyota. <laughs> an Apple Car. <laughs> that's, an okay, Apple. That's, yeah. a, that's an interesting thought. Will Apple one day acquire some little car company that we've never heard of mm. and, and yeah. make a car and you know turn that into or have they already? There's and turn that into <laughs> their own uh, own vehicle. Yeah, I'm I'm actually in the middle of working on an article like trying to predict what's coming up from Apple for 2018, and there's I'm, there's never going to be an Apple Car. There was all this speculation. Not, I think it's not. I think it's pretty clear that they, they may have been at some time pondering the idea, but um, the ability to manufacture cars way more complicated than I think even companies like Apple <laughs> realize. And once right. they started getting into it, they may realize that. So I think what they're trying to, they, they're going to build technology that people can build into cars and licensing cars and stuff that may have to do with self-driving and mapping and all this other kind of stuff. But I, I don't think that they're you're going to be able to buy an Apple car I think there's a will they a, oh, not yet wax they don't want to get into. Do you think they'll team up with an exclusive manufacturer to make an Apple car with all the Apple stuff in it? Rather uh, not than that just carries a, it to anybody? Yeah, not that carries any sort of Apple car branding. If anything, you know, it just like CarPlay or something, there'll be some branding around the software and they'll may have a launch partner. Mm-hmm. But it, it's there's too many car manufacturers to be exclusive like that. You you don't get any kind of scale that way you don't and and they're going to want scale on any kind of software platform so um yeah so they may have a launch partner but they i don't think long term 
there's going to be like one company that makes the car that has the Apple stuff. It would be an, that would be a kind of an unprecedented move for them if they Mm -hmm. had like an open source or maybe not open source, but like a licensed OS or whatever it is that they, that is, you know, everywhere, but they don't have control over and it could be in high end products and low end products. And so that, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it necessarily means they have no control or would, or limited could control. be low end product. Yeah. I mean, I think it's their, their control over the software is it's going to be a black box that controls the, these parts of your car and they have to look, work closely with every car manufacturer on every model and make it all happen. But even that is a hundredth the, the work necessary to actually manufacture cars. Like okay. it's, Plus you, know, you wouldn't be able to upgrade anything on the Apple car. Like you couldn't change the time. Well, that's the other thing, pushing out <laughs> upgrades to all these different vehicles. I mean, mm-hmm. it's that's a that's a massive undertaking, one of which I think would be unprecedented in, with within Apple. And you need you, uh, need, you need a lot of CarPlay. I mean, CarPlay just <laughs> upgrades on your your phone. Like, yeah, you, there's more there's more problems like like you said, CarPlay, Android Auto update on your phone. Part of the reason that happens is because a software upgrade to your car's oh, it's it's impossible. Entertainment yeah. and stuff, <laughs> it by by law it has to be done by the dealer. Yeah, it's part of those dealership laws. Yep. That's why Tesla can do it over the air. Is they don't have dealers, and that's a real pain in the. They've had to work with a bunch of states to even be able mm-hmm. to sell their car. Absolutely. So, so yeah. So then, are you, is Apple going to do that? Like work through dealers? No, they're yeah, not going to. Yeah, right. right? But, so then they'd have to go change dealership laws and stuff. It's the making making its own cars is such a pain in the butt. There's so much stuff. So yeah, I don't. Th- I think Apple probably is looking at um, a, a software angle that's not selling cars. Okay, so what's your wish list? Oh, <laughs> uh, what's my wish list? <laughs> yeah, what do you want oh, right for now? an Apple car? Your wish list. An Apple car. No. Um, yeah, I would like CarPlay to be everywhere. I, my main thing is I. I don't need more stuff. I need. I'd like the Disney movies on uh, on Apple TV to get 4K HDR upgrades. Now forget mm-hmm. it. Now they own everything. Now they bought Fox. They're, yeah, the, they're the holdout. Yeah, they're trying to buy Fox. That has to get approved. But that'll be approved. But yeah, there's there's all these movies that got 4K HDR upgrades, and it's all the Marvel movies and stuff that that don't. And of course, all the Disney, you know, other movies and and stuff don't either. And it's a real standout, and it kind of stinks. It's, it's weird because there's one or two that have and the rest don't. So I'd like that because some of those movies are, are really good. Yeah. I want to own them. And I feel like I'm, 1080p is, is lame. Why am I <laughs> 1080p? Why am I buying a 1080p that. movie? I don't want to buy no 1080p movies anymore. And so, in two years, you'll be able to uh, pay an extra $10 a month to a Disney service that does all that I'm for sure. you. Yep, I'm sure. Yeah, to subscribe no and debt. watch. That's, that's what they're doing. So, yeah. But just for not even for this is for buying and owning the movies which they're happy to sell you on all kinds of services and yeah. just not in not in 4k so get on it disney and star wars too there's no 4k star wars nope. no the only one it was it guardians of the galaxy volume two i think i don't 4K. even know not on, on the apple on apple tv yeah i'm pretty sure there's there's one thing Spider, spider-man is because that's um that's sony, sony. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's there's some there's some weird like weird exception somewhere, but that's that's my wish list. I have all I have all these movies I'd want to buy, but I don't want to buy them unless they're 4K. So my wish is for all of them to get 4K upgrades 
and a lot of them are the Disney owned by Disney in some way. So and Drawer on Facebook is saying on their wish list is the HomePad, so they hope it comes sooner. HomePod. 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 Speaker, you mean yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. I I, I want to take a look at that too. I'm curious to see how how it works with Siri and if it's better or even on par with uh, Echo. Yeah, yeah it's, it's smart homes. The first thing I was going to say, but it's not really, can't, couldn't be a Christmas thing, is is for Apple to really fix Siri. Siri needs a lot of improvement in a okay. lot of core ways. Like, I can't even ask it for a flight status. Mm-hmm. Like, it gives me a web search. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? I mean, so yeah, Siri needs a big upgrade. I think they're working on one. They've moved it from Eddie Q's team to Craig Frederick's team, right. which is like the core OS team, right? Yep. Like yep. as opposed to the internet services team. So I think there's a lot going on with Siri and the way Apple operates, you don't get it till iOS 12 rolls out, right? That's true. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I do that, think that I think you're right. Think... Christmas wish, but I really want them to Siri needs like a major, major improvement. Yeah. All right, Mike. Yeah. Mike. All right. I don't really have much of a want for any Apple. I mean, I'd love someone to buy me a, a an iMac Pro, sure, but I don't think that's happening. <laughs> the, the the coolest piece of technology I want in my house right now, I because I, I, I have a bunch of I have the the Philips Hue lights and I have an August lock and all that stuff. There's this company. Um, I'm not sure the the, the the name the company name might be might be Nanoleaf, but they're these they're these cool little modular lights that like hang on your wall. And they're like like geometric patterns, and you can make them into all different shapes and stuff. And they're just awesome. You can program them to like sync with music and change colors. And they're the coolest thing ever. The the, the starter pack's like two hundred and fifty dollars, which is outrageous. My my wife would kill me. So I <laughs> so I haven't bought it yet. But that's that's pretty high on my list of my next. Like it's not really smart home, but it's kind of smart home because it needs to be in your house and it works with um you know works works throughout stuff. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. It's the coolest thing. It's it's kind of like like interactive art. And uh, so that's that's the next thing I want in uh, in, t- in as far as uh, tech goes. Because you basically, I, I also want a black Apple Lightning cable. <laughs> if they want to start selling those too. Because <laughs> you want like an Instagram friendly wall, so that when people come <laughs> over right. to your that's house, right. they they all just yeah. go, yeah, let me uh, take my, they, my, they my selfie here. Living room wall, yeah, no, no doubt. Start a little yeah, museum. Yeah, that, that that black iMac uh, cable is. I mean, it's ridiculous, <laughs> but it's so cool. Yeah. Even like the little pins are black. It's awesome. If they're going to have to sell that individually. Like, what if you lose it or break it right. or something? So yeah. somewhere they're going to have to be sell selling. And also sell the, I want a black um, space gray trackpad to match my Mac yeah. too. So, so yeah. yeah, sell that too. Well, I'm pretty sure you're going to be able to find that stuff on eBay if you're willing to pay a premium. Probably, for and it. I'm not paying three hundred dollars for yeah. for a trackpad. Because you know, there's someone who bought an iMac Pro going. I'm sure I could probably yeah. get a hundred dollars for this cable. <laughs> Yeah. They probably I already have too, a cable, I but I don't have the hundred dollars because so, I just bought this iMac Pro, so I need to. You know, and people who use iMac Pros are they're probably particular about their input devices. You know, mm-hmm. they, they have like a keyboard they like. They have input devices that they really right. like, so they're probably not. They chances are you'll see that kind of stuff on. eBay. I think you'll see a lot of them on eBay too, but they'll yeah. be ex- 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 exorbitant right. prices. Right. Yeah, you'll crazy price. Lot, so. Yeah. I remember someone like sold like an empty box once for like 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> eBay is crazy for Apple stuff. <laughs> so that's what we're hoping for to find in our holiday uh when we our holiday presents. So uh 
But Jason was talking about predictions, an article of predictions that he's working on. And that brings us to our next topic, which are predictions for 2018. So if, if you guys have any predictions, this is also a last-minute topic that I brought up with the, with the crew before the podcast started. And just real uh, quick before I forget, do yeah. you guys know how much faster the iMac Pro is compared to the Mac 12 uh, mid-2010? I know it's very specific, but producer on Twitter is asking that. Many times. 2010, yeah. For, for a seven-year-old of- machine? iMac Pro, the new iMac Pro versus yeah. a Mac uh, Pro like 12-core. Uh, yeah, it's probably. Oh, well, I, I read something yesterday. Uh, someone, I'm not sure if it was a 12 core. It probably, it probably, it, it might have been whatever the the uh, Mac Pro standard configuration was, and they said it was 45 percent faster yeah, that's than right. the uh, 2013 one. That's that's Geekbench, but yeah, that's um, geek. But things like the drive speed is massively yeah, that's, faster. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Uh, the old Mac Pro did Graphics a two too. GPU thing, two GPU thing, and a lot of a lot of apps and stuff just don't work well with two GPUs, and they scale much better to one big one and stuff. So, yeah, it's it's going to be a huge, huge difference in speed. Plus, the the I/O is way faster too. The I, the Mac Pro doesn't even have uh, Thunder Thunderbolt three, right? Yeah, no Thunderbolt three, no USB three, no, yeah. yeah. So yeah, stuff. it's 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 faster all around, like way way faster. Yeah, they're probably even a couple hundred times faster. Yeah, probably <laughs> in in certain ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah in certain yeah in certain ways. Yeah, so so two thousand eighteen. Uh, so two thousand eighteen uh-huh. is around the corner. Uh, and so, wondering if anyone has any predictions for 2018. I got a million of them. So. I don't think we have time for the whole thing. <laughs> you could just say a couple. So, since Jason's been working on this article, yeah, me, and I brought your, this up at the last three. minute, yeah, um, Jason can well, start right, us so, off. So. Um, they'll when we get new iPhones, there'll be uh, something like the iPhone 10, but there'll be a larger model too. Uh, there'll be. Um, I think it's time for a new iPad redesign. So. Not all the iPads, because they'll need lower cost ones, but there'll be some expensive iPad that drops Touch ID and has Face ID instead, and maybe some thinner bezels and stuff, um, but kind of a new design there. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, what else is a good... This is the year the Mac Pro will be at least announced. Mm-hmm. If it ships, it'll ship near the end of the year, I think, but but we'll, we'll actually get a look at the Mac Pro. Um, big changes in Siri and iOS 12. I I reckon I don't think there's going to be a huge Mac OS upgrade. I think we're going to no. see kind of more of a point release, maybe not even called like 10.14, maybe it'll be maybe it'll be a 10.13.5 or something like that and then we'll hear about a new named release the next year yeah. or something. Like it'll be like uh, Mac o- Mac OS Truckee or something like that. It's just a small I mean, that's what town. this is. That's what High, C- High Sierra is technically a maintenance release. Right. That's a, uh, right. They didn't add a lot of features, and I think given it, like, I think most it'll be the same thing. There'll be some new minor features, some under the hood stuff built around optimizing these new Mac Pros and iMac Pros and new MacBooks and stuff. But I don't think we're going to see people are wanting things like a new control center and split screen view from like the iPad and stuff. like. I think all that stuff is probably not likely to land next year. I think we're looking at a year, another year before we see the big like visual overhaul, massive new features version of whatever Mac OS is. They're not quite on that yearly cadence. Uh, Blue Gray on Twitter has a prediction, and that is a new Mac Mini with expandable modules and yeah, red okay. wireless GPU CPU. 
Sure. Is that, is Mini, that sure. Uh, I don't think it's modular. I don't think they're going to do modular. I don't think it's coming out anyway. Modular or no. I mean, I think the Mac Mini is something that they don't even remember they have in their product lineup most days. <laughs> you know, I could see them putting that new KV-like processor in a Mac Mini. That would yeah. be kind of cool. Maybe. So, but like you said, it feels like a forgotten product, it's, which is unfortunate. Unfortunate. So, but. Um, All right. What are your predictions then? My predictions. So I'll I'll just say one prediction. I predict that, and, and I don't have an Apple specific prediction, that uh, Congress will do the right thing and reverse the whole net neutrality yeah. ruling. Oh boy! <laughs> so I'm being I'm being optimistic. I don't I honestly don't think it's going to happen. But no, I don't. Think <laughs> but I'll make that, that as happens, my prediction, so I can have it both in, ways. Yeah, if that happens, it'll happen in 2019. It, After yeah. like we'll we'll vote in November 2018. We'll have a new con- a bunch of new Congress people. Right. They'll start in 2019. If it happens, it'll happen that year. I think. I don't yeah. think. So it'll courts, happen sooner than it that. It may not survive the courts. This this thing. There's a there's lot. The lawsuits are lining up. Yeah, like 19 states are already filed yeah. lawsuits, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, so anyways, I, 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 something. I hope I'm I'm predicting that something will happen, whether it's in Congress or in the courts. That will mm-hmm. reverse the whole net neutrality mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, so. it would be interesting if they kind of allowed states to dictate their own net neutrality laws, because that would just be a mess. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's nothing to stop them. They'd have to yeah. write legislation to stop. Yeah, yeah, them, yeah. Because this is not this is not a Fourteenth Amendment issue. They've actually removed. They're not. The federal government hasn't guaranteed a right or something like that. Right. It's it's removed a regulation. There's nothing to mm-hmm. stop states from right. pulling their own thing. Right, right. It would just be you know just utterly confusing for. I mean, companies operate in multiple states. It would just it would be extremely difficult. It would be like California's cafe standards and stuff on cars. Mm-hmm. Yes, just, yes, whoever's got the most strict thing in yeah. their region, you know, regional monopoly of whatever they've got, they're just gonna those will be the that'll rules. be across the country. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a little bit easier with uh, internet providers to kind of divvy up who gets what, but yeah, mm-hmm. you're, you're probably right. It would just be too costly to kind of, you know, okay, Colorado gets this, and New York gets this, and California gets this. Right. Yeah. Mike, do you have any predictions? Um, my prediction is a bit of a long shot, but I think Apple will finally release a video service in 2018. Some kind of a skinny oh. type bundle that we've been hearing about for I don't know how many years. To kind of like debut a new show or something. TV like service that? or or something more like Netflix, where it's their own stuff. Like uh, I know I think an over-the-top TV service, and you know, included in that, you know, yeah, their own things like hmm. to do with Apple Music. But yeah, I think they're gonna work with you know espn and abc and amc and these kind of just develop a 30 30 to 40 dollar a month package that gives you what you want you know probably exclusive i would say definitely exclusive to apple tv to kind of you know push that product forward a little bit more and i think that's something that they've wanted to do for i mean we're going back to steve jobs even oh yeah Yeah. they've wanted this forever i I don't i don't think they've given up and i think that um this is the year that the dam will kind of burst on that Hmm. Yeah, I think licensing costs have always been the issue. Like they want to structure it in a way that's different than Sling and all these other things yes. that we see. Yeah. And they haven't been able to work out the right deals right. with the with the studios and content providers and stuff. So Yeah. And but I think as they get a little more clout with Apple TV, a little more clout with their own 
original programming that that's going to get you know a little bit easier to grease those wheels we'll see yeah okay that's a good one dan uh i predict i will never be able to log into my ways account and those <laughs> points you'll go to 2018 uh, yeah without without, without that those points. A new a new iphone se would be nice to see mm. an upgrade, uh, an upgrade supposedly SE. one coming but it's and it's targeted at sort of the indian market and it's okay. the same exact iphone se that's out with just like a processor upgrade strictly for that market like not in the u.s uh you know the rumor is that oh, it's going to be everywhere but that's really what it's aimed at um the iphone se they make now is made in india it's manufactured in india and that's where they sell a whole lot of that that model so it's not like they wouldn't sell it in the u.s but that's not what they the market they care about with it right so i think that just about does it for us uh, this is actually our final show for 2017. We're going to take the next couple weeks off, uh, but we'll be back in 2018. Uh, join us on our regular scheduled broadcast time on Wednesdays at 10 o'clock Pacific time. Which we, I don't think we've hit that in a, in a month. <laughs> <laughs> Roughly 10, 10 a.m. We try. <laughs> so 10-ish. So... It's not ten on the dot, but it's roughly ten. It's it's usually a few minutes after ten a.m. Pacific, so uh, possibly a few days after Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but w- this week was a little odd because of the whole Apple event thing and the iMac Pro. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so we're gonna be off the next couple of weeks. Uh, we'll be back in twenty eighteen. So join us then. I'd like to thank. Jason and Mike. Hope you guys have a good holiday. And you too. We will, you too. Yeah. I'd like to thank Dan, our producer. Thank you very much, Dan. Happy holidays, everyone. And I'd like to thank the audience. Thank you, our viewers and listeners, for joining us. Join us next time on the Macworld Podcast. Have a good holiday. And a Happy great- New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs>